today. Amen. And I want to echo the words of our bishop. Just like there, we've got people that are vacationing and traveling. We've got people that are out. And you know what? God bless them. Keep your hands upon them. Give them, give them rest and rejuvenation. So, I'm going to be taking my scripture today out of 1 John chapter 3. I'm going to read to you verses 1 through 3. <clears throat> Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God? And it doth not yet appear what we shall be. Mm. But we know yes. that when Christ shall appear, we shall yes. be like him. Yes. For we shall see him just as he is. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. And every man that had this hope in him purifieth himself yeah. even as he is pure. pure. Mm. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Let's just give the Lord some praise and worship him right now. Hallelujah, God. Lord, we exalt you. We lift you up. We praise your name. Oh, God, we thank you for your love. God, that we can now be called the Son and the daughters of God. Oh, hallelujah, God. Lord, what great love you have shown us. Oh, and God, we give you honor for it. We glory in you, God. Lord, God, we glory in your love and in, in that that you have done for us, God. We give you praise. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Why don't you bring someone around you as you're seated today? Amen. 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 I've titled this message, Welcome to the Family. And, you know, I, I, I thought about adding a little subscript or something to it saying you better hold on, you know, or, or what a crazy ride it's going to be, or, or like one of my, my favorite uh, bumper stickers about family is that we put the fun in dysfunction. <laughs> uh, but you know what? We're part of God's family. Yeah. And I want to rejoice in that fact today. Amen. I am so excited that God has allowed me to become a son of his. Yeah. Hallelujah. He, he took me that had no reason to deserve to be called his son. And he said, come on, Mark, you can be my son. Yeah. 
And he said the same thing to each one of you. He said, oh, come on, I choose you to be my child. Come on, we ought to be excited about that. You know, families can be strange things. Uh, oh, good. Your family's that way, too. <laughs> I can tell by the laugh. You know, it's interesting in families because there are all kinds of different personalities. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's amazing. There can be, you know, people that are, you know, they're very close. And, and, you know, within the same immediate family. But they can be so different. Right. I can think of, you know, I just personally, I can think of me and my brother. Well, and we're different. Amen. We're very close. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> you know, I even thought about growing up. There were some clothes that he wore that you wouldn't have called me daddy. <laughs> I can remember some of the, you know, the wild polyester shirts with the, the real long, you know, lapels and the bell-bottom jeans and all the corduroys. And, you know, he had one shirt. Well, he may watch it later. <laughs> it's true. I'm not telling you anything that's not true. He had a shirt that I can remember all over it and have those little speech clouds that said who and when and where. And I'm, I always looked at that and I was like, what's this, a Dr. Seuss shirt? <laughs> but he would say the same thing about me. He'd say, man, there ain't no way I'd dress like him. Well, now today we're, you know, thank God we've matured. We're a little bit different. But, um, you know, hey, he still wears some wild shirts, but so you know, he goes with the Hawaiian, I go with the Paisley. Okay, so you know, maybe we're not that much different anymore. But you know what? We're still close because we're family. Mm. Mm. But through all of the differences that you find, because it's not just personalities. I mean, in a family, you've got, you know, uh, uh, moms and dads, sons and daughters. So you got male and female. You've got age differences. You've got likes and dislikes. Everybody in my family likes living except me. <laughs> I can't stand it. When, when mom would make liver, she knew how much I hated it and she'd fix me cube steak. <laughs> because she knew that if she fixed liver, I would not eat it. <laughs> There are so many differences, but through all of those differences, there is a bond that holds us all together. Yeah. Do you know what that bond is? That bond is the bond of blood. Yes, it is. The blood that courses through our veins. Yeah. We are one. Oh, and as a child of God, Thank God that he has cleansed me and purified me with his great blood. Yeah. 
be clean flows through me and flows through you. And so where we have come from different earthly families, we have been adopted into one heavenly family. Yeah. It is not by accident that we refer to each other as my brother and my sister. It's because that's what we are. That's who we are. Oh, and we love each other because of that. Oh, I'm not saying there won't ever be little differences and squabbles and little things. I can still remember the times that I, you know, I would pull physically pull my sister off of the piano bench onto the floor because she would not stop antagonizing me with, with her play. And, and I knew that she was doing it on purpose. And anybody that was around, they would have agreed with me because she wanted to poke that button in me. But you know what? I still love her today. Yeah. At the moment there, it was, it was kind of touch and go. But anything that, that could have come up and, and could have tried to come against her, I'd have still been a brother and stood there and yeah. said, oh, oh. Oh, that's, my, that's my sister. That's my brother. I can get mad at them, but you can't. I can yell at them, but you can't. I can disagree with them, but don't you mess with them. Oh, hallelujah. We are family, and we always will be. I want you to look around this morning. Look around at, at those that are here today. Look at your family. You know what? We don't all look the same, but we're family. We don't all act the same. We don't all uh, talk the same. We don't all like the same foods. We don't all come from even the same countries. But we're family. Woo, hallelujah. Mm. Even through good times and bad times, we're family. If somebody decides that you know what I've had enough and I'm leaving, they walk away and they can they, they can move to another state. Let's yeah. stop them from being my brother or my sister. Come on now. Yeah. Yeah. They can go out and crazy and do whatever they want. But they're still my brother. They're Absolutely. still my sister. Absolutely. And I still love them. Listen, I, you know, we've all had things in our natural families where, where you know, either either you or your siblings did some things that the world did they think. I can remember some comments that some of my siblings made, and the second they came out of their mouth, I stepped back. Have to do. Make sure I was out of the line of fire <laughs> and thought, what in the world have you just done? Yeah. 
Right. You ever been there? Yes. Many times. <laughs> you do. As one comedian once said, the beatings will now begin. <laughs> and you know what? In the family of, of God, we see the same thing sometimes. Mm. Somebody will do something, somebody will say something, and we come and step back and go, God, be, be gentle. <laughs> I know you're fixing to correct them. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? There is correction in the family of That's God. Right. But, right. but there's the overriding thing in the family of God is that we love one another. That's right. And we recognize that we are brothers and sisters. Yes. Mm. Yep. See, I didn't read the whole the whole passage, but in John chapter first John chapter three, if you drop down to verse eleven and read down through uh, verse eighteen, let me let me just read this to you because it's very powerful. It says, "For this is the message that you heard from the beginning that we should love one another." Amen. Not as Cain, who was that wicked one and slew his brother. And wherefore slew he him? Because his own works were evil and his brother's righteous. Marvel not, my brethren, if the world hates you. We know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brother. He that loveth not his brethren or brother abideth in death. Whosoever hateth his brother is a murderer. And ye know that no murderer hath eternal life abiding in him. Hereby perceive we the love of God, because he laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for the brother. But whoso have this world's goods, and seeth his brother have need, and shutteth up his bowels of compassion from him, how dwelleth the love of God in him? Amen. Little children, no, I'm sorry, let me back up. My little children, yes. let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. Absolutely. The love of God needs to be so real in us. And it doesn't just need to be us, you know, singing a little song and, and you know, let us love one another. You know, whatever that song was. Yeah. It needs to be real love. That's it right. needs to be that, you know, love that when we when we leave the church house, when we leave here, people around us, they go, man, there's some connection between those two. I wonder if they're family. Because, man, you know, they, they put up with things in, in the other one that nobody else would. That's what family does. Yeah, unconditional. Unconditional love. <laughs> oh. You know, and, and there's there's things where, you know, I mean, you can just be so absolutely displeased with a sibling and know that there's something going on that they just shouldn't do that. Yeah. But you don't stop loving them. Not at all. You're stuck with your family, so you better learn to make the best of it. Yes. <laughs> you know, I mean, I can look at I can look at my family, I can look at my brothers and my sisters, and and I can say, you know what? I'm gonna give them I'm gonna give them six months. They're either gonna change or that's it. I'm out of here. I don't have that option. No, that's right. 
They're still my brother. They're still my sister. Uh -huh. I still got to love them. Yep. And I'm still going to love them. Yep. Even when they frustrate me and aggravate me <laughs> and, and pick on me. And, you know, I was the baby. I got picked. <laughs> Y'all need to feel sorry. I was, I was that, that youngest child that everybody, you know, they beat up. <laughs> Can't you just tell? <laughs> hey, listen. This takes work. Yes, it does. It's not easy to love people. Because people disappoint. People just... They, Family can hurt you the most That's right. because they know the buttons to push. Oh, man, my sister knew the buttons to push. She was good at pushing my buttons. I know that she loved me, and I know she still does. But to this day, there's things that she could do. I could be having a great day. It could be just like I am right now. Man, I, I, I tell you, I'm happy today. I'm excited today. I feel the love of God. But she could walk into the room right now, and there's buttons that she could push that would just turn my whole demeanor around. <laughs> and I'd do one of these numbers. <clears throat> right, I can't be in here with her. <laughs> this takes work. Yeah. we got to work on it. And just as in the natural sense of family, we have our spiritual family that we're a part of, God's family. Yeah. We may be different, but we're family. Yeah. We are the body of Christ. We are his family. Yeah. And you know what? It is an ever-changing family. It is a growing family. Yeah. I told you to take a look today at those that are here. But these aren't all your brothers and sisters. Right. There's brothers and sisters that, that are in different locations today because they're God's children too. Yeah. And there are those that are out there that haven't been adopted yet. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, but they're going to be adopted one of these days. Yeah. And they're going to come in and they're going to be part of his family too. And they're going to come in with some, you know, some habits and some things that we look at and we go, well, you shouldn't do that. We'll give them time. Let dad work on them. Dad will get it. Yeah. I mean, he, he did it with you, didn't he? I know he did it with me. Man, there was some, God still got things that, uh, you know, that he's working on in me. And I'm so amazed sometimes that he hasn't just given up. I was going to say it, but you beat me to it. <laughs> and that's the truth. Grace and mercy. Grace and mercy. You know, the Bible talks about how he's long-suffering. Mm. I think I put him to the test. <laughs> and so have you. Yes. I can say that because I'm your brother. Yes. Right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> You know what? And and just because we're we're different, we need each other. Absolutely. I need you. You need me. We need each other. Yeah. And and we 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 know one another. And so there's times where you know we we need you. We we need each other to to help us. That's right. Maybe we need you know prayer. Yeah. A, a brother or a sister ought to be able to pick up the phone and say, hey. 
I need you to pray for me. Yeah. 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 You know, or or you know, I mean, like 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 the the writer here said, you know, if they if, if you see that your brother's in need and you don't open up your your bowels of compassion, in other words, you don't get off your wallet and help them out a little bit. You know, I, I didn't realize that that was a bowel of compassion. <laughs> but I tell you what, anytime you can you can uh, get somebody to part with some money, mm -hmm. you know that there's some importance attached to it. That's mm -hmm. right. Amen. That's, Ooh, true. Man, that's, yeah. that's a whole that's, other message. That's, that's right. You are, <laughs> and just like we don't randomly get rid of parts of our body just because they're annoying. We don't do that in the body of Christ either. Yeah. You know, the, the Bible talks about how we're all one body and we're fitly joined together. And, and mm -hmm. you know, every, every body part is, is important. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about that earlier this week and I thought about, you know, I, I have a, you know, I have a, 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 a thumb that, that I, I have a, a, I don't know what it is. I get, I get hangnails on it several times a year. And they're annoying and they just won't they, they won't heal up quick right but you know what I, I don't say you know what that's the last time you're doing that to me <laughs> I'm not putting up with it anymore Quack! <laughs> why wouldn't I do that because that thumb's important to me I need that thumb yeah. oh I could get rid of it it would never cause me any more pain yeah but there's a whole lot worse that would happen because I got rid of it. Because I need that thumb. Right, yeah. It's the same thing in the body of Christ. Yeah. Listen, there may be some things that I do that aggravate you. Put up with it. Love me. You need me. <laughs> I do that with you. <laughs> We love your passion. And, and I love y'all too. Be honest. Hey, you know, listen, listen, while we're in this flesh, yes. there's gonna be things that are gonna that are gonna bother oh, yeah. us. Yes. yes. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. hopefully every marriage that we have here is just a marriage that is just absolutely saturated with love. But that doesn't mean I don't get on Sister Jennifer's nerves. That <laughs> <laughs> I don't do things that she's like, will you stop it? She give me that look. Yeah. Men, you know that look. Oh, oh yeah. Ladies, you know that look too. <laughs> hey, it doesn't mean we don't love one another, but we're imperfect. And we have That's right. And we have, you know, things that, you know, ticks that just, you know, there's things that I do and I don't even realize I'm doing them. And, and it's funny, my kids or my wife, if they're around, at some point they'll look and go, Dad, you got to stop. Or, Mark, stop it. <laughs> yep, see? She knew exactly what I was thinking. Too. I'd be sitting in a chair and you know, I'm sitting there watching YouTube or just relaxing and I'm sitting there. <laughs> oh my God. I don't even realize I'm doing it. And they're sitting there going, oh, will you please stop? You're driving me crazy. And it doesn't have to be a couch. I could, you know, I got a pair of jeans on. I'm sitting there, I'm scratching my fingers on it, you know, just 
I don't even think about it. We have little things like that. But you know what? You don't stop loving somebody because they have little habits that aggravate you. You tell them. You remind them, hey, stop. Stop doing that. That's not pleasant to be around. Now, listen, this is nothing new, okay? Right. Having, having you know, uh, things in, the, in a family that you have to deal with, it, it's, it's not a new thing. Paul dealt with this very thing in the book of Romans. Yeah. Now, I'm not going to say that this is the overriding theme of Romans because there's so much in the book of Romans. Oh, yeah. but, but he was writing to a, a group of people that had division among them. They, they were fighting amongst themselves. Yeah. The church there was having difficulty because they started breaking into groups and, 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 and you know, kind of competing against one another. And Paul even went so far as to address them as uh, one group was the weak and one group was the strong. And according to, to what natural man would have thought, the, the, the weak were the, the Jews that were in the congregation, the, the Christian Jews, and the strong were the, the Christian Gentiles. Right. That's, that's how the division had kind of set up. Mm -hmm. Now, Paul, he's said, you know, and it's, it's well recorded, well documented, that he was a very fervent Jew. But in the scripture, he refers to himself as being part of the strong. So he switched sides. Hey, you're a traitor, man. What are you doing? You're supposed to be over here with me. There was division. There were, there were issues that were happening. They were, they were having difficulties. And, you know, the, the dynamics in, that, in those churches there, man, they were like power keg, or powder kegs. I mean, they could, they could have become very explosive and destroyed what God was doing there. And so Paul, he, he saw what was going on. He knew that there was potential there for an explosion, and so he addressed the problem before it became a problem. Now, some people, you know, when they read through Romans, they kind of discount the extent that Paul went to to deal with this. Well, he wrote a letter to them and gave them some, you know, some teaching on it. It's a little bit more than that. We, we do know that he wrote them a letter, but it wasn't just a letter. He, he wrote them a book, actually. And he sent it to the church, uh, to the churches, because it wasn't one church. There were actually somewhere between six and eight, most people will agree, six or eight churches there. And he sent this to uh, this, this book to the churches by a woman by the name of Phoebe. Anybody ever heard of her? And he sent the letter by her to be read to the churches. Now, I want to take just a, a quick little a detour and kind of give you some understanding of what that meant because this wasn't just a matter of you know Paul had time on his hands and he was thinking about them and he said oh here let me sit down and I'll write this and I'll hand this to it and you know she can take it to them they can pass it around and read it a lot of times that's what we think it was 
nothing. Huh. First, we have to look at what the churches were in Rome. They were house churches. Mm. They did not have big synagogues. They didn't have big meetings, you know, over on, you know, over, you know, on the on the hillside where they all gathered together. It wasn't like, you know, Jesus when he spoke to the, you know, to the multitudes. That wasn't it. These were house churches. No cathedrals, no grand gatherings, just small groups of people getting together in a house or a courtyard or whatever place was made available to that household to worship God and to learn the scriptures. Now, history will show that the largest church was at most 40 people. And most, most people think it's, it was even a little less than that. But, you know, hey, listen, we all like to put our best foot forward, you know. How many people do you have in your church? Well, there was one time where we had, you know, 42 people, so that's what I'm saying. It was on that one Sunday, that one, you know, special service we had. But for the most part, it's, you know, 32 instead of 42. But let's say 42. So, you know, hey, they had 40 people. But most of the uh, other churches were about 20 people. And so the total of all of the churches that were in Rome were somewhere between 100 and 200 people. So now, come on, out of all of the people that Paul had been uh, fortunate enough to minister to, to be able to, to go and set up churches and to, to be a missionary into these cities and set these things up and the, the, the great impact that he had. There was between 100 and 200 people that Paul said, you know what, it's important enough what's going on there that I need to stop. I need to sit down. I need to write this collection of letters here and, and this whole book. And I need to, I need to send it to him. Now, like I said, Paul picked a woman by the name of Phoebe. But this wasn't just any woman. This was a wealthy woman. She was a benefactor. She was a landowner. She had money. Actually, she had money, and her husband probably was a former slave. She was a powerful woman. She was also a Gentile woman. And as a matter of fact, she was a, 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 a Gentile, wealthy woman named after a pagan god that was sent to deliver this letter. Now you talk about having some, some you know, obstacles stacked up against you. We're talking about going to, you know, to churches that, that have Jews and Greeks and Latin. In them. And, you know, in a time where, you know, women were, I'm sorry, women were lesser in status in the communities than men. They didn't live in America, okay? Women were told to keep their place. And it was very rare that women rose up to places of importance. 
But Paul said, here, let me send one of those women that rose up to a place of status. Let me, let me, uh, you know, it's kind of like throwing a firecracker into a room. He wanted to shock them a little bit, I think. A Gentile going in and, and, and reading this letter to the Jews? Who does she think she is? And by the way, one that used to, one that, you know, used to be a, a, a one that worshiped false gods and, and her family even named her after an idol. You, you, you start to kind of get the picture of, of who Paul chose? Man, this was not a, you know, this was one of those things that as a pastor, I'd sit there and scratch my head and say, I think you could have picked somebody a little better, Paul. You know, you could have got somebody that would have, you know, been like pouring some, you know, some oil on the waters and kind of, you know, calming that troubled storm. But no, he, he didn't. He picked someone that was going to go in and, and shake some things up and, and, and reveal some things and kind of deal with some things. Hmm. Now, not only was she supposed to deliver this letter, but in, in those days, delivering this letter meant a whole lot more. Most historians will agree that Phoebe memorized the entire book of Romans. Wow. How many of you have done that? We have anybody here that can quote the book of Romans? Mm -hmm. I can't do it. She memorized the whole thing. But it wasn't just that. She had to rehearse this in front of Paul. Now, Sister Jennifer, would you mind helping me for a minute? You're going to be Phoebe. You're going to be a rich woman. <laughs> <laughs> stand up here. All right, now here, hang on. We're gonna. I need a. I, I need this so we can we can make this all right. All right. I want you to read verse two, just verse two. Beloved, now we are the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when He shall appear. We shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Uh, okay, that was good. But here, let me show you. I, this is the way I would like for you to read. Beloved, now are we the sons of God. And it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when Christ shall appear, we shall be like him. <laughs> Beloved, now we are the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, and we shall see him as he is. I'm going to have to preach next Sunday. <laughs> but see, what, was, what Paul was doing here is Paul was not going to go in person. And so he was giving her this letter and said, I want you to deliver this as me. Yeah. And so history tells us that, that, you know, she actually had to watch his mannerisms, learn when he wanted pauses. When he was talking about different things, what group of people do you want me to focus on? 
You know, who should I be looking at here? When should I get, you know, excited about what I'm saying and, and when should I back off? I want to know intonations because he, the, what the intent was that Phoebe would be the face that they saw, but the words would be as though Paul was there himself right. speaking. Yes. The actions, the, the reflections, his intent needed to be carried with that message. So, I mean, it took some time. This wasn't just a little simple task of, here, take this to somebody. Mm. It took some effort. And he did that for just this few because those were part of his body. Yeah. And his body was hurting. The Bible talks about how that when one of us hurt, the others should shed tears. If one is rejoicing, we should have laughter. That's what Paul was having. He saw the body was hurting and he was shedding tears and he was saying, no, I, this has to be dealt with. Why? Because it's their family. I, I, gotta, I gotta have what's right in the family. I, I can't have this going on. Mm. See, and she didn't just go and deliver this message one time. She went and delivered this message at each one of the churches. There wasn't one church that had 40 that was more important than this church over here that may have had 15. It wasn't this one church that had 40 that was held in, in some grand hole that was over on the rich side of town that had you know some well-to-do people in it. They got it. And, and this one over here that was in a little tenement square that was in something that was crowded and cramped and was owned by, or not owned, but it's where servants and slaves live. Mm. Now, Pastor, just met him. There's not one person here, regardless of any, any status, that you can think of. Good, bad, no, no gender, no race, no, no quality, no characteristic. None of you, none of, this means me too, none of us. I'm gonna get my, you know, my, my, my words right here. I wanna be inclusive. The world wants to be inclusive. I need to be inclusive here. Listen, there are none of us that are above another. Right. Amen. We are children of God. Yeah. See, Paul was very intent on establishing the fact that even though we have differences, we are all one family. The only way to overcome these differences is if we are trying to reach that goal. And what is that goal? I'm glad you asked. I was hoping someone would ask. Our goal as a child of God is to be what in theological circles they refer to as Christodon. To become like Christ. That's, right. That's, right. That's what our goal is. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
The same way that God loved you and the way, way that God loves me is the same way that we're supposed to be developing in us that we love others. Yeah, yeah. The, the attitudes, the attributes, yeah. the characteristics of our Father, that's what we're to be looking at and going, and I hope one day I can, I can, I can reach and be like him. And someday I hope that that people will look at me and say, "Wow, you're you're just like your dad." Yes. What a compliment! Yes. Yes. Right. I, I know that there's some earthly dads that that people don't want to be like, but we have a heavenly Father yeah, that we can all long to be like. See the writer in John. He said. That, um, that we don't know uh, 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 and it doth not yet appear what we shall be but we know that when he shall appear we shall be like him mm, right. he's not going to become like us thank God hallelujah Amen. <laughs> but we're going to become like him mm. yes. and you know what that is a life long Effort. That's the yeah. truth. Right. Until he returns, we are all going to be trying to become more like him. Yes. Mm. So our goal as a child of God is to become more and more like our father. And we're learning to be like him, but, but we're different. Yes. But we're his. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. We act different. But we're his. We see things differently, but we're his. And so, you know, we may respond differently, but we're his. And as, as brothers and sisters in Christ, see, it's key for us to understand it. And Paul kept hammering on this fact that, listen, you're brothers and sisters, you're siblings. You're different. You're siblings. You're different. Your brothers and sisters, you're different, but your family, you're different. I get it. There's no greater and weaker. There's no stronger and weaker. There's no better and lesser. Your brothers and sisters. We are different, but we need every part of our family. We're different. But our differences can't separate us. We need differences in the church to be able to accomplish God's will. If everybody thought just like me, there would be a, a very narrow path that the church mm -hmm. took. Mm -hmm. But because other people think different ways, we're able to encompass all that God has created. You know, I mean, I have I have very specific thoughts on uh, I don't know evangelism, outreach, ministry, ways to study, ways to preach, and thank God that not all ministers, pastors, evangelists, teachers, preachers are just like me. Because if so, there would be a very small sliver of six of society. That, that would be able to be reached. That's right, right. But because there are others that have different ideas mm -hmm. and different ways than me, 
the word of God can go to everyone and everyone can be saved. But we all have to work in, in unison with other parts of the church, other parts of the body, so that we can properly function. And I am so, today I want you to know, I am so thankful that every one of you here today are my brother and my sister. Yes. I wouldn't have any other brother or sister than the brothers and sisters that I have here today. Yes. I wouldn't trade you for anybody else. Yes. We got screams. You can hang on to it. <laughs> with total honesty, I would not have anyone that would replace you because they can't replace you. Right. Oh, they can sit in your seat, but they can't replace you. Right. Oh, somebody else can, can maybe fulfill a job that you do in the church, but they can't replace you. Right. 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 Listen, and this is, if, if I can feel that, as, as just a brother or sister, how much more does your father feel that? Mm. How much more does the love of God that is perfect look down on you and say, oh, that's the apple of my eye right there. Amen. Oh, man, I love that one. And I love that one. And I love that one. And I love that one. I love them all. You want to know why God hasn't returned yet? Because he's still looking out at the world saying there's some people that I want to adopt in my family. But they haven't realized my love for them yet. Oh, I love them. I want them to come back home. I want them to come back to where I want them to be. I love them. And we know how to become a part of the family of God. But there's those out there that, that they still don't know. They're, they're, they're trying to find out how do I have what you have? How do I get where you are? How do I, how do I have the joy and the peace that you have? How, how do I not let this world destroy me, but I can overcome and be victorious like you are? There's only one way, and that's through the power of God unto salvation. That's the only way to enter into the family of God. That's the only way that you can live an overcoming life, that you can be victorious, is through the power of God unto salvation, having that blood applied. Yeah. Oh family you were born in yeah. but God's given you a choice and oh, he said yeah. oh there's a way you yeah. can enter into another family yeah. Yeah. and you don't have to have your DNA as a man of sin a woman of sin but you can become a child of God
Praise God. Praise God. New creation. There was a, a shift in my mind that took place one day. Because in my prayer time, I've, I've told you, I, you know, God has taught me to recognize his voice in prayer. And every time that God wants to speak to me, this is me, I'm not saying he does this with everyone, but with me, he calls my name. Number one, I feel so insignificant and so unworthy that he even knows my name. Yes. But that he'll address me by name. The only way that I knew to respond was like Samuel had instructed. That's right. Mm. Speak, Lord, your servant hears. <laughs> and for so long, every time the Lord would, would call my name, that was my response. Speak, Lord, your servant hears. I want to hear, God. Until one day, the Lord just kind of stopped me right at that point. He said, why are you saying that? I said, God, that's, that's the only example that I have. He said, you are not my servant. I said, well, but, but all the all the disciples, all the you know the, the, the people in the Bible, they referred to themselves as servants. He said, Yeah, they were serving me, but you're not my servant. You're my son. He said, Don't you call yeah. yourself a servant. Right. Wow. Wow. He said, well, just the throne. You you address me and you say. Your son hears. Yes. He said, Because I didn't shed my blood so you could be my servant. Right. I could have paid a price other than my blood and bought you, but I didn't do it. I shed my blood so that I could adopt you.
individuals that have received the Holy Ghost in every it's just this 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 joy that's just bubbling up from inside of them. Why? Because they have been changed. They, they have been transformed into a child of God. But can I tell you that as much joy as we feel that God himself is even more overjoyed by the fact that oh, I got another one of my children back. I got another one of my children back. Satan has stolen them from me, but they've come back home. They're mine. Woo. Oh, God, I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. And so I'm sure some of you today are, are saying, well, Pastor, why are you preaching this message to us? Okay, we're a family. I get it. I want us to make sure that that we realize really what it means that we're a family. Mm-hmm. Listen, this is not just some little you know silly thing we do in calling each other brother and sister. Mm-hmm. It is an identity of who you really are. Mm-hmm. It's not just a, a you know a, a little nicety of, of, of some some way of just kind of saying, well, I accept you. I'll call you brother. You know, you've you've done the right steps, and so I'll I'll I'll, I'll give you that honor of bestowing that name upon you. Bestowing. <laughs> That's what he did. That's what he's done for us. He has caused us to be sons and daughters. And because of that, I want us to understand that, that we're no longer that sinful man, but that we are children of the King. Yes. Oh, I want us to, to, to recognize our place in God, who we are in God. Oh, when, when, the, when the Lord talks about the kingdom of God, that's our inheritance. I can promise you, Sam Walton's kids were real happy when they realized, look what I'm getting for my inheritance. <laughs> I can promise you that, you know, I, I'm sure that, you know, when when these billionaires pass, that there's tears. But there's also a little comfort going. Daddy's <laughs> left me in the house. There's a little joy that may or may not live up. We, we suffer because we can be an inheritance and say, here, I want to be here. Right now, so you can enjoy this, and I want to watch it. I want to see Full payment of that 
could ever match. It could never rise to the level of what God has for you and for me as his child.
brothers and sisters and say, you know what? It doesn't matter if I get a little aggravated at you. We're family. God's going to take care of both of us. We don't have to start fighting about, well, I'm better and you're worse or I'm right and you're wrong. There doesn't need to be any of that because we're all in God's family and it's all going to be right. close just with reading the, the, the words of an old song here. It was an old song we used to sing. Some of you may remember it. Um, the, the family of God. Amen. I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. I've been washed in the fountain, cleansed by his blood, joint heirs with Jesus as we travel this song. I'm a part of the family, the family of God. Now listen to these verses. I like them. So you will notice we say brother and sister around here. It's because we're family, and these are so near. When one has a heartache, we all share the tear and rejoice in each victory in this family so near. From the door of an orphanage to the house of the king. I want you to think about that for a moment. Where did you fall in that, in that span of space there? Hmm. No longer an outcast, a new song I sing. From rags unto riches, from weak to the strong. I'm not worthy to be here, but praise God I belong. Listen, I want you to know that you belong in the family of God. some time and we ought to lift up our hands and just begin to offer praise to the one that has loved us so much. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, Lord. God, I am your child, God. Lord, and I thank you for that, God. Lord, you are called the sons and daughters, God. Oh, Lord, because you have 